0: What's going on, spooky fans? This is your chilling host, Ruben, and I'm Quinn. Hi. And you're here for another episode of Spooky Husband Mystery Hour. Tonight we are covering a cult classic. Um, I have actually
1: never seen this movie, uh, but we are watching Sleepaway Camp. Uh, in keeping with our rating system.
0: Yeah, I, I, actually, yeah, that, made, that falls uh, with the with our dead counselors, our chopped no, no. up counselors, pretty well in this movie. Um, funny thing, actually, I've never seen this movie either. I thought I saw this one, but I didn't. I've seen the second one. Like, I've seen the, the other ones. Really? But, yeah, I've never seen this one either, because I was like, wait, I don't remember any of this.
1: I have never seen it. I've, I've heard about it, uh, and I kind of had a little bit of it spoiled for me,
0: uh, but I'm okay with that, because this was a really good movie. <laughs> and it's funny you bring up spoilers, because, again, folks, if this is your first time joining in with us here on Spooky Husband Mystery Hour, this is a podcast where we talk about... Uh, spooky, mystery, horror movies uh, Stuff that we like Stuff that you guys might not like um, There is spoilers in this And if you haven't seen the movie yet Go ahead and hit pause Join us back in a few moments to uh, So we can talk about this movie uh, Quinn, what did we watch this on? We watched this on Peacock TV Oh, okay, cool Yeah, so we didn't have to
1: deal with commercials Or anything like that And it was free to stream through Comcast And I guess the app, uh, mm-hmm.
0: if you have the Peacock app Yeah,
1: And it's free to sign up
0: yeah, which we are not sponsored by Peacock, but hey, hey, if you want to help, <laughs> there you go. So this movie, um, Sleepaway Camp, I forgot to write what year it was. It came out. I want to say it was like '86. Definitely, I would say so. It was. Uh, it had to have been a, an older. It, I mean, definitely is an older
1: movie. So this movie stars Jonathan Tiersten as Ricky and Felissa Rose as Angela. Okay. And this movie starts out. Um, I thought this was really a really cool thing that they did. Is you get this view of a camp uh, Just kind of The outbuildings and all of this stuff And you get to hear campers talking But there's nobody there And at the end of them showing off this camp We see that it's been closed And there's a, a sign that says Sheriff on the On the, on the gate I guess
0: uh-huh. And
1: I was like what is this all About Then we fast Or we go back in time I was going to say fast forward, but we go back in time, but it doesn't really tell us how far. Um, and
0: we're at a lake, and we see a camp in the background. It didn't even tell us that we went back in time, huh? No, it didn't. I, I thought so, because I was like, wait, this is really weird, because we, yeah, the beginning part of the scene, it shows that the camp's closed, everything's deserted, and then all of a sudden, the camp's full of people, and I was like, uh... Is this the same okay, camp? yeah. Different camp? I was like, is it a different camp? Is it a, the camp across the lake?
1: Who knows? <laughs> We see a a guy and his two kids playing on a sailboat, and while they're playing on a sailboat, a group of rambunctious teens is
0: water skiing around the lake. Which, okay, on that, folks, if you've seen the movie so far, uh, or if you're watching the movie right now with it, please tell me how you were not going to look where you're driving. Right, right. Yeah,
1: this girl's like, I want to drive the boat, and then she doesn't know how to drive the yeah. boat. Which driving a boat, guys? Um, I I've never driven one, but I'm pretty sure it's easy. You press go and you steer.
0: I mean, I, I don't know about go. There's a thrott- There's an actual throttle on, on the boat that controls your speed. and yeah. everything too. So it's not really push go. But there's no but gas no. or brake. But still, the the wheel. I mean, yeah. turn right or left, and the boat turns right or left. Left or right,
1: forward or backward. It's not that complicated. These teenagers, these rambunctious teenagers hit the boat and the girl that was water skiing behind it screams, they're going to die. We hit two people. We're going to, they're going to die.
0: She's screaming. It was intense. It, it was an really intense was. intense opening yeah, no, scene. No. Okay, so it really was, especially when everybody else was like that. That whole cinema face, whenever they like zoom in and something super dramatic, that dun dun, and everyone's yes. like just stone cold faced. They're like, ah, oh, if you can't see my, you can't see my face, folks. But it's, it's that, that whole face where you just stop there, and it's like a, 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 a novella soap opera. The, yes, gasps and yeah, the, oh, exactly. Yes, we no. <laughs> the. Then we do fast forward.
1: Uh, we are now eight years later, and we see the picture of 80s glamour <laughs> in her home. Uh, I found out she was Aunt Martha. I had to look it up, who what her, what her name was, because I just wrote down, ma'am, you are very intense. This woman <laughs> is like 45 on a level of 1 to 10. She's at 45, children i would have said higher on that level then she talks to herself and she does this thing and i can't i can't quite do it because i'm not on camera but she like puts her hand on her hand or on her face that won't do and like her whole thing is talking to herself yeah and we're introduced to her lovely children ricky and angela
0: well angela wasn't her child
1: Yes, um, Angela is her cousin,
0: niece. niece. Yeah, this is her niece. Yeah, that's
1: right. Um, we're assuming that the guy that died was Angela's yeah. dad, and yeah. her brother Peter was also killed. Mm-hmm. So she has survived this boating accident, and her and Ricky are going off to camp. And Aunt Martha says, "Oh, I've forgotten something. I tied a ribbon around my fingers that I wouldn't forget, and that just won't do." And she remembers, "Oh." Here are the physicals. Don't let anybody know that you didn't really get them. These are forged. And Ricky says, of course, Mother Dear. And off they go to camp. Now I was like, why are we forging a physical? That's like a super simple thing.
0: Yeah. No, that's true. I didn't actually catch that until you said it right now. And then now that we've watched the full movie, I was like, oh, wait. Yeah, that's really why true. Why are we forging physicals? That's like a super easy thing to get done. Yeah, exactly. Also... Just, I just have to say this, too. The first thing that came to my mind when I saw the mom and she kept talking to herself was drugs? Drugs. Acid? What is she on? Acid and lots of cocaine.
1: <laughs> Definitely acid. She had a king. mountain somewhere in that house. Just a big white mountain. Uh,
0: okay,
1: so continue. We go to this ha- the, the camp now, and we see a bus pull up, and these children are just... Literally flying out of the bus. (laughs) They're running so fast. I'm so surprised that there weren't kids just cartwheeling. Falling over each other as fast as they're running out of these damn buses. And we see the camp, I guess the cooks? Yeah, the the, cooks. the, the the, The staff. And this creepy guy named Artie. Who talks about how they're like... I don't know what he said. I just wrote
0: down that he was creepy and I hated it. Well, he said there never can be too young, which the kids that are going there are, what age range would you say? Like what, six to, six Six to to, to teens? Supposed to be, I'd say 18, but there were at least two counselors that were at least 30. (laughs) At least. I wouldn't say 30. I'd probably go with like maybe high 20s. Or no, not even high twenties. I would say like 22, 25 or something like that. But anyways, again about the kids. Yeah, a lot of the kids still looked super underage. Like super I wouldn't have said. Young. I wouldn't have said the kids would have probably been ten to twelve for more of the kids that we were looking at. Yeah, that, that were focused on in this movie. Way and too young the for other to like be saying the other te- teens. Yeah, yeah, saying those things of yeah, the kids never get too, uh, too or they they can never be too young. Gross. That reminds me of oh, Matthew McConaughey. The thing
1: I like about high school girls is I keep getting older and they stay the same age. That kind of vibe. Artie's gross. <laughs> we get introduced to Ricky Moore as a, a character. Uh, Ricky and this girl Judy went steady last summer, and Judy. Wait till we see Judy because over the over the school year she got bazooms. <laughs> yeah, and she they're hit her big. Yeah, apparently. S- apparently, according to Ricky's friend Paul. And they he kind of introduces Paul to Angela and Angela's very shy. She doesn't really talk much. And also noted at this part of the movie, why is everyone in this movie wearing ridiculously short shorts? Okay,
0: I wrote that down too. I was like, those are just Okay, I understand it was an 80s movie, but talk about short shorts. Like that was just
1: One of the main counselors. He looked uncomfortable. His shorts were so short, I was pretty sure if he moved wrong, one of his balls was going to be out. (laughs) They were so short. (laughs) They really were. We go to the girls' cabin, and we are introduced again to Judy. Judy's there. And our lead camp
0: counselor, S, Meg. That's Meg. M-E-G. I'm sorry. I didn't catch that spelling. Can you do it one more time? Meg. M-E-G. E G. Oh my god, was she just the worst? The worst. Her name should be J-E-R-K
1: Because she was a jerk (laughs) (laughs) So We are It kind of jumps around the time a little bit Uh, We just think this is the first day But it's actually three days later And Poor Angela, she doesn't have any friends And the people in her bunk are kind of rude to her And Meg is like She's not eating, she's the worst And is kind of yelling at her, and she goes and talks to Ronnie, who is the head counselor. And this is the guy I'm talking about, who is just shorty short shorts, skin tight shirts. It's obscene. Maybe. Probably. That and was he the tells 80s. Her,
0: that was the normal. It's too much skin. Your clothes that was, are too tight, that, Ronnie. Again, that was the 80s. It was... It's just how it was. <laughs> and
1: Angela... He gets with Ronnie, and Ronnie says, hey, I'm going to take you into the kitchen. We'll find you something that you like to eat. And he passes her off to Artie. Yep. The creepo, creepy creeperson. He takes her into the walk-in and makes a move on her. And her cousin runs in and is like, what the hell is, what are you doing? And he runs out, and the owner of the camp comes in. Mel is his name. And he's like, Artie, what happened? What happened? Oh, I guess that scared him. And they just well, kind of yeah, run up. Yeah, you try
0: off. to take your pants off. Yeah,
1: in front of them. Like, gross. Stop it, Artie. Yeah. After lunch is served, the kids go out and do, like, camp things. They probably put googly eyes on pine cones or whatever it is they do.
0: You've never been to camp?
1: I've never been to camp. Neither have I. I don't sleep outdoors very well. <laughs> well, they're in cabins. No, that's too close to outdoors. <laughs> whatever. And Artie is making corn in this... Comically large pot. I'm six foot four, and this pot looks like it would have towered over my head. Why that pot seemed obscenely
0: large? Well, you also got to figure. I mean, you have to cook for that many people. There, I mean, the camps are usually filled with about thirty something people, forty people, uh, and that's just for the kids. So you, yeah, you're gonna have to use like giant pots and everything else to create or to cook for that many people that one time, you know, it's not gonna be like, let me use ten pots for they'll each cook like ten things, you know what I mean? This pot was just, I, (laughs) I felt
1: like it was unsafely large, which we will see. Um, Artie and one of the other kitchen guys, I can't remember his name, did you happen to get his name? No, I did not. Artie tells the other guy, oh, go out and smoke, I'm gonna finish putting the corn in the boiler. And while the other guy's outside, Artie... Gets a little step stool and he's standing with his face over the pot, and someone who is child-sized will assume comes in and grabs a stool from underneath him and boils him alive.
0: Yep, and that's our very first kill of the movie. Very first kill. Do you know how many there are in the movie? I, uh, I actually have to recount. I don't know off the top of my head, but I do know quite a few. Like if you give me a few seconds, I can probably figure it out. So I keep going. Less than twenty. Well, I know that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, Artie gets boiled alive, and he gets wheeled out. The owner of the camp comes in and tells the other guys in the kitchen, Hey, I'm going to give you guys raises if you say this was an accident, and nobody talks about this. Don't even say it was an accident. Take that back. He just had to go somewhere. Artie went on vacation. So, you guys are getting a raise, and I'm thinking, Mel is the cover-up king. I I hope this doesn't become a theme. I hope this doesn't come back to bite him in the butt. And we meet... Our, our male camp, camp, camp counselor, I can word talk. Um, his name's Gene, or Gino, and he just wears crop tops, and I love him for it. <laughs> because he's just crop tops all day, every day.
0: These kids, Ruben, the language. Dude, I'm not going to lie, Ricky was a little badass. I loved the way he talked during the baseball game. Yes. Uh, just know his his speech and everything was just great. They have this whole baseball game, and Ricky
1: is a little spitfire. He's all of, like, a bucko five, three feet tall, and he's just telling, eat shit, <laughs> just <laughs> cussing everybody. And they win the baseball game. They win a bet. And we go to a, I guess it's a social. They're having, like, a little after dinner hangout. Yeah
0: and poor angela who doesn't blink and it was weird it was weird i loved how the camera actually like focused on that face and i really think that they just kept using the same still shot screen of her eyes like all big and bug-eyed just big and staring off into yes, space like because super deer in the headlights look kind of thing the entire movie every time
1: she's on camera she just bug-eyed
0: yeah it was it was weird
1: and these jerky jerk dudes come up to her, and are like, "Oh, what's your problem? Why don't you talk? Are you special?" And they're real big jerks to her and our our savior, my favorite person in the entire movie, Ricky's friend Paul comes up, and it's like, "Leave her alone
0: and no, it was Ricky that came up first and was like, "Hey, leave her alone." and then they got in a fight, and that was when um paul after they, they went over, Paul was like, hey, I'm really sorry that they called you that. I'm sorry that they said all this stuff to you. Yeah. All things. Paul was really nice to yeah, her. He was, trying to be, he was trying to be nice. He was trying to be like, hey, it's okay. And we finally yeah. get to hear Angela talk.
1: Yeah. I was like, oh, that's awesome. And Paul tells her good night. And she tells him good night. And she smiles. And it was very, very nice. So we see now the older camp campers, uh, the ones that are, I would say, like 16 and older, yeah, I would go with like 17s The two 16, of the guys 17. are trying to get the girls To go skinny dip in and have a little fun And we have this guy Named Kenny who finally convinces this girl Hey, you want to go out in the boat with me? We'll canoe around Because
0: that's not coding For, for something else, right? Yeah. He talks about water snakes
1: And <laughs> he gets her Out the middle of this lake in And tells 80s. her, oh be careful There's water snakes And he tips the boat over She's like, bro, I didn't sign up for this. I don't want to be wet. It's cold in this lake. She swims away and he climbs under the boat thinking it's going to be like fun time. She's going to swim back under and we're going to have fun under the canoe. That's not romantic. I'm wet. (laughs) I don't (laughs) don't want to make out with you under a canoe after you dump me out. No, take me on a walk to the canteen or whatever. Don't throw (laughs) me in the lake, you jackass. (laughs) While he's hiding out underneath it. Someone appears and drowns him.
0: Yeah, second kill. Oh, and I have the answer to your question. I'm going to go with 10 kills in the movie. You're close. I'm close, right? You're very close. I I thought so. Okay. But but yeah, wasn't Kenny one of the people that was making fun of Angela too? Yes, one of the instigators. Okay, so my first suspect is going straight with maybe, I don't know. I, right now, I'm still not I'm not 100% sure of who I'm going to go with this killer-wise. We'll see. We're led different directions. Very true. Very true. So all the other punk-ass teenagers are like,
1: oh, Kenny's just screwing around. We'll leave him in the lake. He's just being a wise-ass. And they leave him. Well, the next morning, Ronnie goes out, and they <laughs> all these jackasses have thrown all of the chairs. Chairs and everything in, into the lake. And he's out there throwing stuff, and he's mad about having to pick it up. And he sees one of the canoes, rolls it over, and Kenny is underneath it, and it looks like he's been like
0: eaten, eaten, stabbed, yeah.
1: and a snake comes out of his mouth. One of those water snakes he was talking about. Oh, Kenny, Kenny and your water snakes. So, Angela, we see, doesn't participate. She's just watching everybody. Kind yeah, of, she didn't like participate in any kind of camp activities. Yeah, she just, I'm, she's, she's sad.
0: Yeah. She's a loner girl. Yeah. I get that. You mean your dad died, your brother died. Yeah. At the beginning of the movie, and you're like, I don't really know what to do. Yeah, you have to go to camp, and all these people are jerks. Yeah, especially Meg. God, what a jerk. And Judy. Judy. Oh, yes, Judy. Judy the jerk as well. Judy is a
1: jerk. We see Angela's watching people play volleyball, and Paul comes up to her just to kind of be like, Hey, do you want to go to the movie with me tonight? Because we are having movie at the rec hall. And this pisses Judy off. And she complains to Meg about how she never does anything. Blah, 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 blah. I've got bazooms. And <laughs> the other camp counselor, I think her name's Susie, is like, leave her alone. Like, if she doesn't want to play volleyball, leave Angela alone. Let her chill out and watch you guys play. Yeah. Like, maybe she's just not... She just doesn't want to. Yeah, she's not a sports gal. After the movie... Paul and Angela walk out holding hands, and Paul asks Angela, hey, can I walk you back to your cabin? And they walk back to the cabin, and guess what? What? They kiss. Aww. Camp love. It's that summer fling. Summer fling. Sweet summer Summer night. Summer (laughs) night. Sorry. Super bad voice there. You can only sing it for 30 seconds, or we'll get copyright stricken.
0: I only said two (laughs) words.
1: (laughs) Judy or Angela goes inside and Judy is in there being just a great big jerk
0: and Judy I don't know how old Ricky was supposed to be how old was Judy supposed to be okay right no no okay I really thought like Judy was well I mean she said she just hit puberty too. Uh, and yet she's talking like a, a an old lady. A, a, a freaking sailor.
1: Like a sailor. And sometimes in certain lights, she looked so old. She did. Her hair looked all gray and everything, too. And it was so dry. Like...
0: Judy, work on yourself. Well, I mean, a lot of that it's gotta be the, the crimping and the, the curling irons and everything. Cause she, okay, she did have a rocking like side ponytail there. She did. Like her hair was kind of like on point with it too. It looked it looked pretty cool. You know Judy grew up to have traction alopecia
1: <laughs> from that hardcore Probably. tight side ponytail she was rocking. This whole cabin, this whole girl's cabin needs an attitude adjustment. Meg's got an attitude, Judy's got an attitude, Angela's like I'm just trying to get this shit over with so I can go home. Y'all are stressing me out. We see Ricky again is Scrappy. He Angela's walking to go see him and these kids, I think his name's Philip. are throwing no, Billy. Billy Billy are throwing balloons and they hit Angela. And Ricky is like, You sons of bitches, you peckerheads and he just starts cussing like a little mouse. <laughs> on the ground yelling at these people on the roof of a house and mel comes over and he's like oh you get down here kids rah, rah, rah. he's being like camp manager right and this is when i was like oh now we know there's like a list here we, we're gonna see what's going on here in a minute right so billy uh goes to the bathroom and this was in my mind
0: chef's kiss as far as deaths in a movie go. You know, I will give you that, too. This was actually my top on uh, on the death toll on this movie. Like, I was like, oh, this one actually was one of my favorite deaths that they did. This death was the best. And, you know, it's something that we actually haven't seen in a lot of other cinema movies, at least that I haven't seen in it. Do you want to talk about it? Yes. Go for it. So, Billy tells his, his co, co-campers,
1: co i got to go take a fat dump. <laughs> so he goes to the bathroom, and as he sits down... A hand pushes a broom through all the handles of the stalls, and he doesn't notice because he's reading a girly mag, and behind him a knife comes up and just starts cutting the little bug net behind him. Yeah, the the screen. And he's like, oh, you guys stop messing with me. I can't even take a crap without you guys messing with me. And then a stick comes in, covered in, I guess a wasp nest or a bees nest? It's a bees nest. Yeah, it's a beehive. And a bees nest. A bees bees nest? <laughs> we went to school, <laughs> and they shake it, and he starts freaking out, and he gets stung all over with bees and slams his way out of the bathroom stall onto the
0: ground, and the effects they did in this movie, it was super cool. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like and like I said before, there's a not a lot of deaths in horror movies that I've seen with bees, and especially having like. That big I know there was like the allergic reaction in My Girl whenever he died, which super sad movie. But uh but never like in a horror movie where you see somebody gets killed by bees that much. And not even I don't think in,
1: in Candyman, I don't think he actually killed with the bees. He like released them. Yeah. But I don't know if he killed with them.
0: I haven't seen that movie in a long no, time. No, I don't think so. No, it was mostly with this hook. Yeah. Well,
1: in true Candyman fashion, Billy has his entire face just covered swaned. in bees. Ugh. It was the best freaking yeah.
0: thing. I will give you that. That, that kill was, was on point. Like, I was like, oh okay. This is different. It's unique. It's something that we haven't seen, like I said. Super unique yeah. death. So we see it's now later on that night,
1: and Angela and Paul, Paul uh-huh. have decided to go down to the waterfront to have a little, a little neck in session and Paul gets really fresh with Angela.
0: Yeah, again, 10, 12 years old and he's already trying to like go to second base, hardcore. Yeah,
1: why are we hands in the shirt, sir? No. Yeah.
0: This is summer camp.
1: Chill out. Yeah. And she has this kind of flashback
0: to her dad and another man? I'm I'm going with her dad's because that other man was at the in the beginning part of the movie too. And he was like, "Hey, we have to go see the other doctor, or we have to go see so and so, like your cousin, or whatever."
1: So gay dads. Yeah, yeah. Gay dads in an 80s movie.
0: A movie yeah, folks. Gay
1: rights. <laughs> I loved that. I it made me really happy. And they weren't. It wasn't like a ridicule thing. It was like, oh, Angela's got two dads. Cool beans. Mm-hmm. And they, but then they see this kind of weird, like her and her brother, like pointing
0: at each other in a bed while
1: it spins.
0: I don't know what that was yeah, about. Yeah, I didn't really get that reference that much either. I mean, I, I have an idea, a slight idea of it, um, but it, it uh, connects more with the ending portion of it. So I'll, I'll touch back up on that whenever we get closer to the end. Yes. Okay. The next
1: morning, we see Mel meets with the camp counselors and he says, hey, we only have 25 campers left. I want everybody together from here on out. We have a killer on the loose. I want everybody to be safe. So they decide they're gonna play capture the flag. And of course, Angela's, I'm not doing this. I'm doing hot girl shit. I'm doing whatever Angela's gonna do. And she walks away, Ricky follows her, and is like, hey, can you help me? I've got a perfect plan, we can win, we can shove it in their faces, and you don't have to play the game anymore. So we can just win, we'll sneak through the woods, sneak behind them, grab their flag, and we'll win. Well, as they're sneaking through the woods, Judy, the spider woman, has trapped Paul in her web and makes out with him in the woods, and Angela catches them.
0: And I, I was like, "Paul, what are you doing? You were a good guy. You were the one I trusted. You. We <laughs>
1: all trusted you.
0: We were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you, Paul."
1: <laughs> Angela runs off. She's embarrassed. Everything's terrible. Mel discovers the body of Billy. And now thinks, he's like, oh, Ricky's the killer? I know it. Ricky is the one that's murdering these people. Because every time something happens with Angela, you run up there. And then whoever's involved with it goes missing and gets killed.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, and, and again, this is one of the things that I that I started to kind of think about, too, with Mel. Was, why is he automatically going from 1 to, I would guess, about 80 here? And accusing this kid... That he killed him. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yes, I know Ricky was there uh, at every single meeting when somebody picked on Angela. So the camera is kind of trying to make him out to be the killer. But for him to go to super extreme of it, you know, like... And just automatically just... Oh, no, you're the killer. You're, you know, I have to stop you and everything else. It made me think that he owes money to, like, the mob or, like, a a bookie or something. He owes somebody some money. Something, yeah. Because he becomes very
1: concerned about keeping the camp open and the money.
0: And the money keep going, too. Yeah, and that's why I was like, either that or he's hiding and he's not trying to let people find him. Because he's like, oh, I don't want bad publicity. Oh, that this was an accident. This was a prank that got him bad with Billy. Because that's what he was telling the, the cop, too. Yeah. That, oh, this is probably a prank that just went bad.
1: Oh, it's just a prank. It was just mm-hmm. a prank. It was just a prank. Mel, the cover-up king. While Mel is confronting Ricky about being a murderer... Meg is forcing Angela to get into the water. She picks her up caveman style and throws her into the lake. She has trauma with the lake.
0: Why are we doing this? And also, I don't know if you caught her yelling. She doesn't know how to swim. I I didn't catch that part. Yeah, she kept saying, please put me down. I can't swim. I don't know how to swim. I don't know how to swim. Yeah. Meg is the worst camp counselor. You are
1: the worst. You are the only thing that's camp counselor about you is that you're at the camp. You're not even counseling at this point. You're at camp torture. <laughs> the night comes around, and we're having a social for the camp—a nice little social meeting for all the people. And the counselors
0: all get their assignments. Yeah, who gets the night off? Who gets who has to work what stations? Who's staying up late? Who gets first uh, first light? All that stuff. So everybody's assigned to the social except for Meg. Who gets the night off.
1: Mm -hmm. And Eddie, who Mel tells, or um, Ronnie tells, hey, you got to take your little angels, which is like five little, little kids. And you guys are sleeping under the stars and having bacon and eggs for breakfast. So you're out there. And he's like, oh, man, come on. I don't want to take them out there. Well, Meg goes up to Mel and tells him, oh, guess who has the night off? You remember that dinner you promised me? I'll see you at nine 30.
0: Yeah, and again, this goes back to the whole point of, like, what what is Mel doing? See, that just – that writes to me more sleaziness kind of thing. And I'm like, again, he owes money. He's he's doing something. I don't know. It's Meg, just, why are you so gross? Yeah, that too. I, that too. Like, I can understand if it was Ronnie or something because he wasn't that bad. Or Gino. Or Gino. Yeah, Gino. Gino was on the top there. But, yeah, no, Ew. Why, Meg, Why? and with
1: Mel, he's covering. He's got a lot of stuff he's covering up for, and yeah. I don't appreciate Hardcore. it at all. Mm-hmm. Meg goes back to the bunk and sees that the shower is full, and she's like, I've got to get pretty for Mel, which, bleh. and she asks Judy, Hey, is the camp, is the, count, the cabin next door, is the water still on? I uh, don't yeah. know, because, you know, Judy's too cool for school. Meg goes in the shower, Ruben, and what happens?
0: What well, to this one, I actually thought a lot about this one because I was like, oh, look at this. This is, I mean, it's going to be regular uh, slasher-style movie. They're going to kill her in the shower and everything like that. But no. So instead of cutting through the the curtain, she gets stabbed through the plywood, I guess? Yes, the partition behind the, her. The partition behind her and gets stabbed through her back. Which, to me, this was very Friday the 13th style, whenever he killed some of the camp counselors, too. Mm -hmm. Because you never really got the chance to see him. And you just see a a hand going through with a knife and just stabbing her back and back back multiple times uh, while she's in the shower. Yes. And just leaves her there, too. Like, propped up against the wall there and turns off the water. Right? No. no, rinses the knife off. Yeah, rinses which, the knife off. did you notice, we saw that knife early in the movie. Yes, we did, when the boys were playing a, a prank on one of the other uh, boy um, His cameras. Name's Mozart, yeah. yeah. He pulled out a knife, and they took it from him and hit it. And
1: it was the same knife, and I was like, oh, they're rinsing it. Evidence. That's what I thought, too. Get rid of all of the evidence. So, we are seeing judy is with another boy leaving the social and paul is like bruh what the hell like you were literally just like making out with me judy goes back to her ca- her cabin with this boy and they're making out and she's like gross why do you kiss so wet and as she's like yelling at him because she's a freaking tyrant mel kicks in the door and it's like hey have you seen meg where's meg and she forces this kid under her bed and, he, and tells Mel, I don't know, maybe next door, that's where I saw her last. She was
0: going to get a shower. Mm-hmm. She kicks this dude out. And well, she didn't kick the dude out. The dude left. Oh, yeah. He was like, nah, I really don't want to kind of get with you because I'm just going to say I don't want to get caught. But it really kind of felt like he was like, ah, you're gross. Yeah, you're gross. You're kind of yeah. a great big jerk. Also, you're probably like 10 or 12. Yeah, way older. He was one of those campers that looked. That looks, yeah. I would say he looked like was in his twenties, but he was supposed to be like sixteen. Yeah, questionable age. Oh yeah. Especially with
1: you, Judy. Judy's left alone in her cabin, and she's curling her
0: hair in the dark. In the dark. Which I mean, I kind of get it. She did say why she was in the dark too. So kudos to the to the movie for actually answering that question. Continuity. Yeah. Because she says that she uh, the reason she doesn't have the light on is because she doesn't want to go to the ice cream social. And if the counselor see her with the light on, they're going to force, force her to, to go. go and she doesn't want to go. So, okay. I get that.
1: Now, the door flies open. And someone is standing in the doorway. Did you see something? Because I think I did.
0: Yes. Okay. okay. I, yeah. This one, the, the producers or the director of this movie really kind of try to make it look where it was... One of the two, because at this point in the time in the movie, we're already thinking that it's either Ricky or Angela. Yes. That, that's, that's killing him, because again, those are, the, those are your two common characters behind all of these deaths that keep happening. Those are your two main subjects. Yes.
1: Which... I have something to say at the end of the episode, which uh-huh. ties this all together with a nice little ribbon.
0: Okay, I wonder if it's going to be the same thing that I I'm gonna I wanted to talk about too. Which I guess we'll we'll have to wait until the end of the episode. Yes, I, you have to keep to the end of the episode
1: to figure out if we're yeah, on the right course. If we're on the right, right
0: course here, or maybe you guys saw it too. Hmm. So
1: I'm thinking that Judy is just gonna get like stabbed. Yeah, okay. her death. I'm confused about, and I don't want to know, but I want to know. I'm morbidly curious. The killer puts a pillow over her face, and Uh I think, oh, suffocation. Meh. That's not creative as far as killings go. But then we see the curling iron. Right. Where did this curling iron go? I want to say she kind of got stabbed with it.
0: Okay, that's what I was thinking. I don't... Or or just like internally burned or anything like that? Like I think she died of suffocation and then the they the, just, they just kept it, burning burning her over and over again. I so hope she so. would scream and keep losing air? That makes sense. That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, you take in breath and they Yeah, and you she you passes keep... out from lack of air. Exactly.
1: Okay, that makes sense. We go back to the campsite with the three little kids and Eddie, and two of them say they're cold and want to go back to the the car. He leaves. And when he comes back, the four that are left are dead. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't
0: know why they were killed. Were they part of the mob? Yes. Okay, so they were all part of the group that were at the, at the beach when Meg threw uh, Angela into the water. And when Ricky was trying to pull her out of the water and everything like that, all the of the kids shits that were, were throwing, throwing mud and sand at her at Angela because they were making fun of her too. And that, yeah, that was um, Eddie. That was there telling him, "Hey, kids, stop it, and everything else." And he even said, "We'll get them all back," because that was one of the big things that they kind of focused on too with Ricky and Angela. Were both there because they were both like eyeing all the people there on the on the beach, and yeah. Ricky just kept saying, "Don't worry, we're gonna get them back. They'll get what they deserve. We're gonna get them back."
1: Team killers,
0: <laughs> a team of team killers, a team of team killers. That was that was clever. That That's was your right. Theme song. No. I'm just saying. Give me no. a record deal. Let's skip on that.
1: So, the Mel, M- M- I almost forgot his name for some reason, finds Meg and he loses his shit. He immediately is like, Ricky did this. Ricky did this. He calls all the camp counselors together. And Mel runs out um, after he sees that Meg has been killed and he's like freaking out. And he's like, I know, I know Ricky did this. I know Ricky did this. He's going to go find him. Well, the other camp counselors all kind of meet together and they are met by Eddie, who tells them that his camp campers have been killed
0: am i getting this wrong Ruben? i think so i, think I really think you're getting some really details too. wrong okay so what had happened to was that yes mel found meg and was like oh ricky did it ricky did this and he went off to go find him because he's like i'm gonna get him and i'm gonna seek revenge for you meg um and then from there that's when actually ronnie got called from the sheriff and was like hey the autopsy came back in there was foul play you need to lock down the camp okay and that's when he calls all of the campers or anything because eddie's not back yet Eddie hasn't gone back yet. He just found the kids dead right there. Ronnie grabs all of the counselors together, tells them we're going to go ahead and split off Scooby-Doo style, everybody two by two, get all of the campers together, make sure nobody leaves their bunks, make sure everybody's hunkered down, ready to go, like super safe. Okay. Kind of thing while the sheriff, Ronnie, and two other campers go explore the other cabins to make sure that nobody's hiding, nobody's doing anything on like the last night of, of camp itself. Yeah. So that's whenever two of the camps two of the campers go and find Meg. Uh they she they find Meg dead and they're like, Oh my god, Meg's dead. Oh no, sad, sad. Meg you were a jerk. Yeah. We're all distraught I mean, because you, didn't, you're you dead. didn't deserve to die. But we're we, not that upset about it. Yeah, not that upset about it. She had it coming. <laughs> and then from there, that's whenever we, uh, it pans back to Mel uh, grabbing Ricky. Ricky is walking
1: away from the social. Right. And Mel grabs him off of the pathway and tells him, You little shit, you're not going to get away with this. And beats Ricky. To, to death. death? Yeah. Beats him to death. Which yeah. is like,
0: Mel, <laughs> now the killer. Which, <laughs> the hunter yeah. becomes the killer. Which, again, and also I really feel like he had like some bent up anger or something because he just kept saying liar, liar, liar over and over again when Ricky was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he was just like, no, you're a liar. You're a liar. And it's just – I don't know. It's weird. Like they focused on that too in the movie. And there were like, weird
1: things they did focus on. That like, was like, I don't, I don't understand. Are these red
0: herrings? Yeah. Like am I supposed to ask more questions? Are you going to answer these questions? Uh, uh, yeah. I don't
1: know. I'm very – like I'm confused <laughs> about like what <laughs> am I supposed to focus on here? Exactly. Well – Mel, um, walks away from leaving Ricky's body and he walks onto the archery field where there's a shadow and an arrow kind of twiddling between fingers and Mel says, Oh, it was, it was you. you. And then he gets an arrow in the neck, right? Th- the jugular.
0: Right. Yeah. Right through the throat.
1: It was so cool. <laughs> like I wasn't ready for him to die yet. Cause like, I was, I mean, I was, but I wasn't, I was like. Mm. You could have been Mm. at a different spot in this movie. (laughs) Well, Ronnie and the other counselor are seeing kind of a trail out into the woods. Of uh, I think
0: it was the sheriff that was with Ronnie, yeah. And they were looking around, and that's whenever... uh... No, no, you're right. No, Ronnie and the other counselor were looking around. The counselor that found Meg, they were still looking around. And then Ronnie... or not Ronnie. Sorry, everybody. The sheriff and Gino actually find ricky because yes. they, they find the candy trail that ricky was eating um, and then they they run across ricky
1: and ricky takes a gasping breath and he's alive You're like, oh my god he's
0: alive he's alive he didn't get being too bloody well he got being too
1: bloody pulp but he didn't die he didn't die so does that mean that he went and laid
0: back down after he murdered mel i don't know that's and you know that's a good question. I didn't even think about that. I just thought about it. I didn't. Even, yeah, I didn't. I sounded think really about smart. Didn't I? A little bit. Yeah. Yes. No, you're really smart. But, <laughs> well, Ronnie and the sheriff
1: go to the waterside where we last saw Paul, and Angela. Angela. Yeah. And we see Angela is from the back. She's lit, and she has Paul's head in her lap, and she's singing a song. And we have
0: this kind of flashback, and. It's where we see Angela with the, the head wrapping from whenever The boating she got, accident. Yeah, the boating accident. And Aunt Martha's
1: talking to her, telling her, Oh, it's so wonderful. Since my husband left, I never got to have a little girl. I had a little boy, and we just can't have two little boys. That will never do. And you'll be the perfect little girl. Won't Ricky be surprised when he comes home and sees a little girl living in the house? I think your name is Angela. And what, isn't that a nice name for you, Peter. Yeah, and then he just looks up and you're like, oh my gosh. Angela wasn't, she didn't survive the boating accident. Her brother Peter did. Dun, dun, dun. So we flash back. This is the plot twist. Angela stands up and Paul's head rolls out of her lap. She has cut his head off and she stands there and she's naked and we see that she's a boy. A boy, yes. Um and she does this like guttural growl thing and her face is open and it keeps going from like up close to far away up close to far away
0: yeah i was like is is that supposed to be like her trying to like scream like or I don't what know. but like so they, there was weird. no there was no noise there's no anything it was just her mouth was just open and it was just like Grrr. yeah this
1: like, weird what gaspy sound what was that and then the screen has, like, a green filter over it, and the credits played.
0: And the credits played, yes. I was like, I have so many other questions to So ask. many questions. I mean, that movie did not tie up, like, at all, I felt like. I, I just, I felt at the very end, it was just completely rushed, and they're like, okay, just end it. Yeah, they're like, uh, just and end we're done. And we're, we're finished. We're, we're going to go ahead and end it here. We're good with this. <laughs> I mean, what was that? I don't, I don't
1: know, but I actually will have to give this, I think, our first out of the our this is our fourth episode. Yes. This will be my first five camp counselors.
0: What? This, Seriously?
1: I okay. You know me, Ruben. I do, I do. You know how much I love anything campy. It not camping campy. This movie hit all of the right spots oh, for me. Gosh. It was over the top. It was eighties. There was murder. There was mystery. A little bit of queerness thrown in.
0: It was perfect. You know, I will give you that, but there's a lot of 80 movies that still tie it up together in a in a better bow than what this movie did. I'm going to have to disagree with you. I'm only giving this this movie two dead camp counselors. How dare you? <laughs> two camp counselors? <laughs> yes. This is one of the greatest horror movies I have ever heard of. Like, people
1: always talk about this. When you say horror movie, people think Friday the 13th. Sleepaway Camp. No. Okay, whenever be Halloween. S-
0: no. See, your your list is already like way off. For to me, whenever it was like, "Hey, what's a good horror movie?" No, my brain goes to Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Halloween, um, heck, arachnophobia. If you want a scary movie, that one's a good one that we're going to watch too, another one another day. But yeah, no, this movie just it just didn't tie it up really well to me. I mean, I know that there's a, a second and a third one. I think there's actually a fourth one too. Yes, which, fun fact, mm-hmm.
1: uh, the actress that played Angela makes an appearance yep. in the last movie.
0: Yeah, she's actually in all of them. Oh, is she? I'm pretty sure. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I'll have to figure that one out again. But yeah, because I remember seeing the second and the third one. That's Those are the two I remember watching for sure because I could have never find the first one. But yeah, since we just watched the first one, it ties it all in together and a little bit neater. Um, Can I also
1: tell you? Yeah. The only reason I thought about this movie um, and kind of it came to the forefront of my mind is the camp counselor thing, and also because uh, the main actress, Felissa Rose, was in Dracula. Okay. She was on the Belay Brothers Dracula as a judge one oh, okay. season. And I was like, huh. Okay. Sleepaway Camp. I'm going to have to add that to the, to <laughs> the, to the list, list of things everything. to watch.
0: Yeah. Like, now, again, don't get me wrong, the movie wasn't. Uh... It wasn't bad, bad, but again, it's not one of my top favorites. It's not one of the ones that I got on there. It's just it left me. It did leave me wanting more, but not of the more that like I, I need to see it right now. It was more of the okay. I have questions that people could answer, in which we'll talk. We can talk gonna, about it one you're day and grudgingly
1: be like, watch the sequels just to see how it ends. Yes, because of the way it ended.
0: yeah, exactly. I liked the way it ended
1: because I feel like if I was say. 1617 back in the 80s and i went to see this movie and the ending scene was her doing this growl with her face like this mask of horror that would have stuck with me okay no i get
0: that part too and i guess it's also leaves it open to be like did she die did she live what happened to it Could she still be out there right now yeah could she be in this movie theater waiting? Yeah, exactly. Are you ever safe at camp again? Which Friday the Thirteenth tells us no. You're never safe. At camp. <laughs> Just kidding. If you go to camp, go to camp. It's fun. At least I've heard. But I have to ask you then. What was the thing that you that you noticed? Because I want to see if we, if we're on the same page here. Okay. So, I noticed when the killer comes into the cabin to kill Judy. Yeah. It looked a lot like Ricky. Did you notice that? Yes. Okay. So I did notice that too. But if you look very closely at the silhouette, it looks like the hair is pulled back to make it look like she has short hair. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I saw that too. What else? What else did you notice? Oh, I have an answer for it. What did you notice? Okay. Okay. So I noticed that whenever – because the camera would always do it in like the third-person view – or, I'm sorry, first-person view, where it's like you're looking through the eyes of the killer when they're doing stuff. Well, when the first kill happened against Artie, it was a guy's hand. Whenever they killed Billy, it was a guy's hand. Meg was a girl's hand. And Judy was a female's hand as well. It was a girl's hand because you saw nails and it was a lot thinner hands and everything, too. So I that was a really big, uh, I guess, hint or window or like the... I guess the throw-off, if you want to go, that the, the producer or the director was trying to, to make. So you were like always like, wait, is it Ricky? Is it Angela? Is it Ricky? Is it Angela? Like, who's the real killer? That was exactly it. That's exactly wait. what it was. So,
1: Phyllis arose, uh, Angela, mm-hmm. her mom didn't want her playing the killer. She thought she was too young. She was like, I don't want her playing the killer. So what they did is they used a body double. For all of the killing shots. And guess who they used for all the killing shots? I'm guessing Ricky. The kid who played Ricky. Wow. So, it, but it also played into this thing to throw off the audience. Is it Ricky? Is it Angela? Is it a guy? Is it a girl? Who's doing the killing? Yeah. Because it was kind of um, androgynous. Because, like you said. Yeah. Because it was always his hand doing the killing.
0: But you said in some of the scenes, it looked like a girl. It looked like a female's hand. Yeah. Uh-huh. It like a girl's hand. Um. And I just got to say this, too. Did you notice that on the sheriff's face whenever they, like, zoomed up? That was a fake mustache. It was so fake. That was so
1: bad. (laughs) It looked like they took, like, a a shoe
0: shiner and just stuck it on this man's face. (laughs) And were like, it's a mustache. It was so bad. And then also whenever some of the kids were talking during the social, you could tell, like, they were just... They were just told to just move your mouth and look like you're talking, but don't say anything. Yeah. Because one of the guys just kept moving his mouth up and down, up and down, and the other guy just kept shaking his head like, yeah, yeah. And you could tell they weren't saying anything. <laughs> it was so
1: bad. I've never been an actor, but I know I have tips from from friends. Um, if you're ever doing something and you have to lip sync and you don't know the words, you just say watermelon. Watermelon. watermelon really
0: watermelon why yes. Why watermelon uh, it just i guess because it, mouth... it makes your mouth move yes. so much it's watermelon
1: something else uh-huh uh, but it makes it look like you're actually saying the words when you say watermelon watermelon rutabaga watermelon see because
0: whenever i would do that with uh friends uh, that i have um that would work with like film schools or anything like that mm-hmm. i would honestly just start singing a song in my head and mouthing it so it looked like i was talking most of the time when i was in the background shot That's a genius idea. Yeah, because, again, you're just not trying not to make any noise. Just keep, like, singing your song or, like, mouthing your song. So I have (laughs) one more fun fact. Okay. Yeah, what else you
1: got? So my last fun fact is the director and writer of this movie,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, Robert Hitzik, actually went to the camp that they used in shooting. He actually went to Camp Arawak as a kid. Uh Uh-huh. Huh. That's interesting. And I wrote in big capital letters um, when that twist happened in the movie. Yo, what the fuck was that twist? In capital <laughs> letters because I I knew the twist was coming, but I had to like I forced it down.
0: Right. So when it happened, it blew my mind. It still blew your mind, even though you yeah. knew it already. Right. Nice, yes. I know because I I knew it too. And like I said, I've seen the second. And, and so, would you watch the second one? Sure. Yeah, I'm down. I I would say let's. I would say uh, to watch the second one, folks. Too, if you if you've watched this movie, go watch the second one. It actually does answer some other questions that you may have from this first one. Like why was Aunt Martha so damn crazy? I don't remember that if that question was ever answered. But I mean, yeah, she was just she was just nuts. Crazy. Yeah, she was insane. So
1: um, I did want to say something else. We talked about this the other day. Um, I had another movie originally picked for this week's topic. Oh, it was so bad. We started it, and we couldn't finish it. Ruben and I started it, and it was so bad that we both stopped taking notes and just turned it off. And then I had to find another movie, and it took me two days to figure out what we were watching. Um, There's a movie called May. I loved it when I was 19 years old. Uh, Obviously, my tastes have matured. I don't recommend that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Not anymore. It had promise. It's not very good anymore. Yeah.
0: You know, we, we may have to do like a mini episode or anything, I guess, over, over Meg. Just to kind of go over because Or what was it? May. 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 I don't know why I said Meg. It's because the jerk Meg in this M-E-G. movie. Meg. Yeah. Still in my brain. But no, we, would have to pro- we could probably do like a mini episode about it, I guess. It just really wasn't a horror movie to me. It was just very slow. If but. you want a bonus episode... We can do a bonus episode on May. Just a little, yeah. If, if folks, if you if you want that, let us know. You know, send us a message on Facebook. Let us know on our email at spookyhusband, uh, Spooky Husband Spooky Hour Pod at Gmail dot com too. Yep. Um, or yeah, just send us a send us a message. Or if you like what you're hearing, like what we're doing, you know, don't be afraid to uh, hit subscribe on our Facebook channel or uh, like our Facebook page. And you know, drop us a quick review and say, be like, "What's up, guys? How you doing?" Yeah, subscribe. We're yeah. you know we're available anchor. Um, Where else are we at, Quincy? Anchor,
1: Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Yeah,
0: I know. I'm so excited about that one, too. CastBox. Uh Uh-huh. Radio Public. Radio Public. Yeah, Radio Public. Spotify. Spotify.
1: Yeah. And, hey, on Spotify, and I think on Apple as well, and Google Podcasts, when you subscribe, you can also put an alert button. So as soon as the episodes come out, you get it'll a brand let you new know.
0: Hits. You guys can know whenever, you drop, whenever we drop this new episode. And you guys can chill out with us and watch some movies and get some popcorn and snacks. And
1: it'll be awesome. And hey, if, yeah. it, if you're in Texas right now when we're recording this, cozy up with a lot of blankets. Because it's like five degrees outside. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we're totally not used to this cold weather. But I like it. I actually kind of, I do like it. It sucks for everybody else that didn't have like energy or electricity or their water got cut off. And I really feel bad for everybody about that. We got lucky, but you guys, we made it. They're on the upside of this, I believe. Yeah, it's going to get warmer.
1: We're going to survive. (laughs) But uh, thank you guys for tuning in to Spooky Husband Mystery Hour
0: this week. I'm Quinn. And I'm your chilling host, Mr. Ruben. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody. And make sure to stay spooky.